0: Episode 6, yeah, the Commuter Chronicles, at the Commuter1CH on Twitter. Um, I do have an email address now, which I should have written down, so I can tell you, so you could email me your feedback, um, but I don't. This is a very special episode, um, some really Exciting twists and turns in my life. Uh, This morning I was up at 5:30 because my son, who's transitioning from wearing nighttime pull-ups to no nighttime pull-ups, pissed the bed or weed the bed, uh, whatever you would prefer. I think it sounds more dramatic when I say use when I do use the word piss. So uh, he was just sat in bed crying. came in he was sat up and there was just a huge puddle so while trying not to wake his brother who was fast asleep in the same room and his baby brother who was next door I tried to strip the bed change him and then get him to come and go back to sleep in our bed Um, but it got me thinking because as much as I could remove all of the sheets and the, the mattress protector, the piss was deeply seeped within the mattress, which kind of gives you a few different options. You could leave it to dry out, you can spray it and wipe it and hope that you can dilute the piss somehow to reduce the stain and the smell. Or you could burn the mattress, throw it out of the back of a truck into some woods, um, or even dispose of it legally, which would be the preferred method. But as we've just bought the mattress less than a month ago, um, I went for the frantic spraying with disinfectant, hoping that it would somehow make the piss disappear, Uh, knowing deep down the piss probably is just mixed with the disinfectant and it's moved deeper into the mattress and it's just a case of letting it dry out ready for him to sleep on tonight, which just doesn't seem right. It just seems a bit... It seemed, I think that's the standard thing. Maybe we're doing this really wrong. It's what my parents did. I'm assuming it's what my wife's parents did because she's not offered any kind of shock or op- options for alternatives. Um, so I just, just really got me wondering about whether I should do more than just let his piss dry. You know, am I exposing him to germs? You, know, you, you kind of forget about these things within about a month or two. Maybe he's going to eat some food off the mattress. I don't know. He's he's three. He does that kind of thing. Um, maybe he'll lick the mattress. I don't know. I just feel like buying a new mattress because he pissed on it. If he if I if he'd done that, we've got three kids. If every time a bit of bodily fluid had hit a mattress, then we bought a new mattress. We would we would have no money left. We uh, would be bankrupt. And we would have abandoned mattress sleeping. Uh, we'd probably have straw that we would change every night. Uh, muck them out, in a sense, as you would a stable animal. But the really stomach churning thing, I guess, is that we've always just let the piss dry out and then sleep on top. Um, I don't really know what to say. I, I can't work out whether I'm an awful parent or not, or whether that's all you can really do, unless you're a millionaire. But anyway, so hopefully by the time I get home from work, the piss will be dry. Um, I put the bed in in the washing machine. Uh, my wife will continue the process now that I've left for work, so the bed should be ready to go as if nothing ever happened. But I'll know is there, and I'll know that deep in that mattress, there is some dried piss and that worries me, it really does, you know, because that's that's one of my beloved children sleeping on top of piss that I know about, that I feel powerless to do anything about. Uh, In lighter news, uh, the weather's good, everybody hates hearing about other people's weather, it's not relevant to you, but it's relevant to me, so I'm going to talk about it. So the weather is good. It's 16 degrees at roughly half past seven in the morning, which, by my standards, means that it's probably going to be too hot today. Um, If it gets above 20, I start to struggle. 20 is my perfect temperature. Um, Anything above that, and for a human, I do perspire a lot. Um, Even below that, I'll still perspire. Just not to the extreme levels that I capable of further up. I kind of have to resort to drinking salt water on a regular basis, which I know would drive a a castaway insane on a raft, but um, just so much liquid and salt escapes from my pores that it's kind of a necessity for my body to continue functioning. Um, I approached a car broker, a car broker who helped me get my awesome Ford Fusion, explaining that I was looking for a car that uh, would do less miles to the gallon for my commute to work, it's just me. Um, and he replied with a really... Uh, well, a car that I want, a car I think he knows I want, which was a Subaru pretzer which um, I like. Uh, but the miles to the gallon were worse. So um, he even said, hey, come and have a look at it on Thursday. And I was... I kind of... My initial reaction was, cool, with three exclamation marks. And then my wife said hang on, why are you changing a car you like for one you like if it's not going to fulfil the exercise of reducing your fuel consumption? So I, I then replied saying, not cool, actually, um, because my wife is really good at talking sense into me. I was thinking like an excited schoolboy with car keys and a driver's licence and then sent a list of cars that aren't quite as excited but, you know I'm in my mid-30s, I've got three kids Um, having a fast sporty car um, it's kind of a a non-essential item as much as I'd like it, as much as I do enjoy having one um, part of me feels like I need to give up on those kind of dreams um, and Roll over to the responsibility that dominates my life. Um, I'm accepting of it, I'm not bitter. I wanted kids, and you know, you can't drive around in a sporty car all of your life. I think people in their 50s driving around in Ferraris kind of do look stupid, but the irony is that only people in their 50s tend to be able to afford Ferraris, so I guess that's just your typical Ferrari driver unless you're a rich kid and then you see a rich kid driving a a Ferrari and you think, rich kids, oh, so there's no real, I don't think there's, the only person who can drive a Ferrari well is a professional race driver um, or a Bond girl, I guess. Um, I'd feel like an idiot driving one, I really would, Um, because, well also I'd be afraid to park it anyway I, who would spend the, the cost of a house on a car, which, you know, cars depreciate. Cars are expensive to put on the road, which I suppose if you've got the money to buy a Ferrari, you don't care about those things. Depreciation is not something that keeps you up at night. Um, but at the same time, you, you wouldn't just want to leave it because I've seen supercars parked up on on streets in places like London and and various other areas and you just get people taking selfies with your car and sitting on top of it and just doing signs with their hands while leaning into the number plate and just I suppose is the ultimate kind of look at me it's kind of it's like having pink hair it's like having a face tattoo Um, It's like a a trendy beard or some kind of uh, exuberant moustache in the sense that you're trying to say, look at me, look at me. I'm different, Um, like all the others, I'm different. And this is my way of putting it out there that I should be paid attention to. And I guess a Ferrari is just an expensive uh, hipster moustache, in that sense, um, and I don't need to be driving around in hipster moustache. Um, I don't need a car that can, you know, really belt it down a highway slash motorway, depending on your continent. Um, I don't need a Mustang or a Camaro, as much as I'd like one. Um, I really get the chance to go over 50 kilometres an hour. Um, I'm talking in kilometres because as a fully fledged Canadian now um, that's how things work Um, uh, and similar to the UK where it's very confused there's a mixture of kilometres and miles there's you know imperial and metric kind of intersect in different ways you'll you'll measure your height and your weight in imperial but if you're buying furniture that's metric Um, in Canada miles an hour, distance all kilometres I found a tape measure that only had inches it didn't even have the conversion within the tape measure which blew my mind when do you ever see a tape measure that is fully committed to Imperial Uh, I thought that was quite impressive Um, and a bold move by the manufacturer Uh, kind of uh, complete disregard for um, a huge portion of the population of the world and anyone hoping to move on a more logical form of uh, measurement but why would you, you know they've obviously got their niche they're serving that niche and someone had bought it because I saw it, you know, it was old it existed so that in itself says there's a business case, unless they've already gone bust in which case there wasn't but it was just a failed venture But nothing ventured, nothing gained speculate to accumulate, that's what capitalists say. Um, I'm sure that the uh, tape measure entrepreneur slash mogul uh, probably made an absolute fortune before laying off his staff and moving the factory to China. Um, so he's probably driving around in a fast Ferrari, might be in his fifties, his rich kid might have a Ferrari too, uh, saying, look at me, look at me, I I, I did well in the tape measure world I was the Bill Gates of tape measures um, and I've sold up but I'm not going to give any money to Africans like Bill and Melinda Gates and I'm not going to just dish out all the money that I've made in a philanthropic way I'm just going to buy Ferraris for me and my rich kid and uh, grow a hipster moustache probably Um yeah, so I've been Reese, this has been the Computer Chronicles, this is uh, another just short episode I'd say, 13 minutes, um, compared to yesterday's, quite a bit shorter, um, just so that you have, you can actually take the headphones out, leave and go and do the important things, because I, I don't want to take up all your day with this, it's not, it's not my aim, I don't want to take up my day with this. I don't want to waste your time, I don't want to waste my time, I'm just, i just venting, letting out all the information I've collected in my brain flow out in a sarcastic and dry way for you to maybe listen to, um, or not. So yeah, uh, another episode later maybe, see how I feel, can I be bothered, hopefully you'll be bothered to listen if I am bothered, Um, and that's the kind of energy we need for this to become a really high-performing podcast. So, goodbye.